James. It's Joe. It's the TX Water Polo Podcast. We haven't been around in a while, but we're back. How are you doing, Joe? I'm good, James. It's good to be back. <laughs> Is a lot, it? <laughs> a, lot, a lot of people have asked me over the last couple they of have weeks not. and months and said, hey, when are y'all going to do another podcast? No. Or I finally or I finally caught up on all the podcasts. No, you're so, making that up. I think that's... No, I'm, I am actually not making that up. Okay. But then, the, see, they say that, and then they make fun of me for whatever I said on the last podcast. So there you go. This is yeah, well. This is this is our you know. Th- this is the pain of doing this show. Is is just you know we get we they want the content and then they critique you, not me, but they critique you. So that's the way things go. That's all good because I critique you on the podcast so. and off and off. Oh yes. There you go. Oh yes. There you go. Um, all right, it's been busy um, for the last couple months. It's it's hard to believe, Joe, because we used to do this so often, but now it's been a couple months since we did it. So let's catch up with what's been going on in the state of Texas, and then we'll talk later a little bit about what's coming up. Um, and let's go back to the Welcome to Texas shootout, I think. That was in outdoors in San Antonio. I mean, it was partially outdoors, not entirely. Um, but it's this tournament that is essentially like it's it's almost like the highlight of the Texas year in some ways because it's just all these teams from outside come in and um, it's a big theater style or amphitheater style stadium. So you were there, you're involved. How did that all go? And it's called the Welcome to Texas Showdown now, not the and not the shootout. Did I still so. call it the shootout? I'm sorry to USA Water Polo for calling that's, it. The that's okay. It, yeah, it's called the showdown. And in theory, yes, we yeah we want teams coming from outside of Texas to come to this tournament. We did have a couple teams come this year, um, but you know there is the opportunity to go to or to come to Texas at the end of the summer with JOS uh, session three. Yep. But um, yeah, but overall, I mean, it's I mean again, I I mean I've talked about this before, but you know, the Northside people are great. The San Antonio sports people are great. It is a great is a it is a it is a relationship where all three parties with USA Water Polo, San Antonio sports, and Northside. It is a win 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 for everybody, and I think the kids love coming to that pool and playing. So, too. so um, but overall, I mean, it, it was it was a very good tournament. Um, we had some fireworks on Saturday night, but we moved past all that. And, you know, some teams that have, that have been working hard kind of rose to the top and kind of, kind of won a couple of divisions, but I think the kids enjoy it. I think the parents enjoy it. Um, it's over, it's over kind of Memorial day weekend. It has historically been our hope is for next year to make it the weekend after, uh, the, the Memorial day weekend. So everybody will have their Memorial day weekend back. Um, and that, so, so that's the hope. I mean, because because next year all the JOs gets yeah gets pushed back, so um, that'll allow. About, yeah. I mean, so it's it's it was it was a very good tournament. I hope all the teams enjoyed themselves, um, but you know we just want to keep making it uh, kind of better and better each and every year. So feels like already a million years ago, but I I had kids went and they they had a really good time. Really good time. Good. So I, well, I think that outdoor stadium thing is huge. I really do. Like I just it it's it's. It sort of resembles, I don't know, California, Europe, like other places where you do play outside. I think it's just awesome. So, and of well, course, you have I mean, to withstand lightning storms and all that. That's we all get that, but it's just I think we it's didn't, so cool. We didn't have any of that this year, right. and also, and, and and also, I actually like the diving well pool as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 because that's actually twenty five meters back a goal, back a goal. It's not the courses going across the course. That's true. I do like I do like how we did the one course for the ODP championships in March. Yeah, the full at Northside yeah. with with the one yeah with the one course that was twenty five meters goal line to goal line. 
Um, I mean, there's a lot of different things that we can do. Um, and obviously, you know, kind of water polo is growing in the San Antonio area. So there's a lot more pools. So, I mean, as long as teams, teams, teams want to be coming, we can, we, we can keep growing it. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, all right. Well done. Um, we'll shift on to now, uh, you know, how, what are you going to call it? It's a junior, junior Olympic qualifications. And then the combination with a festival, I, I submit that in future years, I'm going to refer to these two things as entirely separate tournaments. And even though they, they happen at the same time, because I find myself getting confused by it. I think my parents sort of do as well. And because they, they think they're interchangeable in some ways and they're most definitely not. But, um, I, I was there is great tournament. Um, three different locations too. So pretty impressive. Actually, it was it was four different locations four, yeah. with six. We have with we have with six different courses, and um, but yeah, I mean, we did that last year because we 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 had to do the quals and we wanted to make sure that there was there wasn't a whole lot of teams that were, were ready to travel out to right. session one, session two last year. So we didn't want the teams that didn't that didn't want to go to lose a weekend of games. Right. Um. So we did it again this year obviously it was it, it was much more teams a lot more teams that wanted to go to session one session two yep. like and there's obviously we've grown with a ton of teams playing um so yeah i mean it, it's a good event but in future years it's going to be two separate weekends yeah it, it'll sense. be like and it'll be back-to-back weekends with quals on one weekend and then the festival on on the next weekend, or vice versa. We're still trying to work on the calendar for 2024, but we're we're actually hoping to move that event earlier. Yeah. Um, probably in it, it it could be as early as like the first or second weekend of May. So um, that in yeah in theory, kind of what that does, it gives a little bit of a longer runway for everybody to kind of plan their summer. Um, I think we're going to have more teams next year that want to try to qualify for session one, session two. Mm-hmm. So it's actually going to be a qualifier instead of just a seating tournament. So if you don't qualify, then it gives you a, like a little bit more time to plan. If you do qualify, it gives you more time to buy plane tickets and get hotels and yep. get vans and all, yeah, yeah, like, 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 and all that stuff. So, but I think the consensus is to move it earlier, but not too much earlier. But it is hard to move it like a weekend before because you do have the graduations, yeah. and then and then at the end of May, like like you have graduations and finals. In the middle of May, like you have like the state testing, the AP test, and stuff like that. So there are a lot of things to think about. And again, there's no perfect weekend. There's no perfect weekend. Yeah. But you know, but we want to keep adjusting the calendar, kind of moving forward, so it works. So it works best for everybody. Yep, absolutely. That makes sense. Um, I mean, yep. yeah, yeah, but the yeah, but the games were great. Um, a little shout out to the Cypher people that are like the primary local host. Um, Chris Jones does a great job of kind of oh, helping my us favorite. kind, of, yep. and he helps kind of do the setup. Um, and but we had the but, but we had the six courses. I mean, we had um, it wasn't just the Cypher people this year. You also had Storm. Storm was helping out with. Yeah, you know, kind of, kind of with some volunteers. You had uh, like the Viper Vision to kind of, kind of helping out. You also had the Houston Hydra people. Right. So it was a team effort. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Right. But um, so we're gonna probably spread those events out in future years. Okay. Spread. Do you think they'll spread locations as well? Generally speaking, or do you think they're just gonna spread out uh, over the course of the 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 uh, calendar? No, I think we're just gonna be two different weekends. Okay. You, you'll have it'll it'll most likely be like. 
Um, I mean, our rough draft right now is the last weekend of April would be the festival. The first weekend of May would be the quals. Got it. But that's, but that's not a for sure thing as of right now. So, um, and then therefore teams can go to the, like whoever wants to go to the festival, yeah, can go to the festival. And then the teams that are trying to qualify for session one, session two can go to the quals. Yeah. This is not really unusual from my understanding. It's like, this is the way that other regions, again, you can't, um, you know, pigeonhole them or anything, but they they, there's a lot of places where they make the teams need to make a determination quite early about whether they're going to whatever session they might be going to. So this is not something new. I don't think. Oh, no. I mean, it's just, but, you know, this is also, I, and I've talked about it on many times on here, you know, the good thing with 24 and beyond is we can use 23 to plan for 24 because it's a very similar uh, calendar year. Um, yeah, finally. And, uh, and this is just, you know, these, like, that's a major kind of a landmark type tournament. So, we, you know, we have to plan that out and then we can start planning all the other things around it. Yeah. And because there's going to be, there's going to be a lot more tournaments on on the calendar in 24 than there were in 23. And it's just going to keep getting more and more and more and more. Oh man! I you know, I mean, I mean, and and, and 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 it's not like it's because it's it's one of those things where we can keep having all the age groups and genders on one weekend, but then you get up to eight courses, ten courses, twelve courses for all the teams that want to participate, right? Yeah. And that becomes a whole lot for one club to do. Now that's a great fundraiser course. But does the club want to do that or do they want to maybe split it up where you have club A will host the 18s and 16s like over at a group of pools and then club B will host the same weekend, the like the like the fortunate twelves, but it's two different tournaments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then another thing is to do two different weekends, too. You can do the 14 12s on one weekend, the 18 16s on, on the next weekend. Yeah. Eventually, it's going to be where you have the 18 16 boys are taking up this like like the six or seven or eight pools then you have the 18 16 girls doing yeah just doing the same thing yeah so it may be a weekend tournament each and every weekend it's but it's going to be like a different group and everybody plays like the one to two 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 week two weekends a year yeah sorry the one to two weekends a month for a for a weekend tournament yeah and then you and then you factor in game days and stuff like that so that that's where we're going good competition we need it absolutely um Let's move on. Endless Summer Classic up in North Texas. Again, I was not there. I don't. Did you head up there? I can't remember. You have other responsibilities. I was not there either, but you know, I heard it was a great uh, tournament. It was a laid-back tournament. Um, they didn't have as many teams kind of kind of going to it as years past, so they were so so they were able to spread out a little bit and have and have games on the hour time frame, nice. which allow for a little bit of break for the teams, the refs, a, yeah. a little bit more warm-up space. But they but they kept it with six courses. And let, let's say the game, I think the game started at like nine and ended at six. You know, they, it wasn't like the seven thirty to nine o'clock at night type right. stuff. So, and that, and that's what we want to get to. We, we want to make sure that everybody has the good experiences for sure. Right. And not just the coach has the coach that has to be there at 6am and doesn't leave till 12. Right. Yep. So, and but, those are uh, good uh, facilities too. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, and that's just a prelude to, uh, to JOs up in North Texas at the end, at the end, at the end of July. Yeah. Well, uh, do you want to talk about hail first or, or, uh, we'll take a little break and come back and talk about your trip to California. Oh no, we know. Yeah. Just ask me now. Let's go. Uh, like you determined for quad a your club that, uh, you would be going to J O S session three 
and sort of in exchange, I don't know, maybe that's not the right way to put it, but um, instead of then going to session one or two in California, you went to the Hale Tournament, which is in Southern California, although far east, but still, it's in California. And you guys just came back. How did that go? It went great. Um, our teams were, I mean, again, we made this decision back in March as a club that we were not going to go to, to, to session one, session two for a variety of different reasons. Um, instead we were going to go to the, we chose to go to the hell summer chance, which did conflict with the, with the sun's out guns out tournament. Mm-hmm. But, um, we wanted to give everybody that opportunity to have that Cal that California type event this summer. Cause we didn't, we, cause we've never, our club has never gone on a travel trip. Right. Right. Um, and, um, and we still have the JOs at the, at the end of the summer. We didn't want to give that up. Um, and overall it was, we ended up with three teams and 18s and uh, boys and girls. And then, a and then a 16 boys, we were close to having a, a 16 girls. We just didn't kind of, kind of have enough, but, uh, overall, I mean, it was, this was the, this was the first time that everybody, but two of the kids had gone to California for a club tournament. Right. A couple of them had gone for the, like the ODP stuff, but you know, so this was new to all of them, like That's just awesome. flying just traveling, just getting in a team van, communicating with coaches if they're going to go with their parents, just getting the parents out there. Um, we, I mean, kind of all three teams played their first game. And, I mean, it wasn't necessarily pretty, but you know, we can we competed in spots. And then the rest of, of the tournament, all three teams were very, very competitive. That's great. And there was and there was and there were some wins, there were some losses, but overall, I think the kids got out there. They started to believe that they can compete. They they're, they're not scared as, bad, as far as as far as quote unquote the Calif- the California teams, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, but they also learned, you know, like the little things like you know you got to wear sunscreen. I was just going to ask you how you said there's ups and downs, but was there sunburn? That's the real. Question. Oh, there was uh, there was plenty of sunburn. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, and myself included. But I also kept them busy. Like we literally flew in on Friday morning. We had a scrimmage session um, on early Friday afternoon and had a college coach talk to them. And then we had another scrimmage session on, on, on Friday evening. We played two games on Saturday. We went to the men's national team game on Saturday night. We had two games on, uh, on Sunday. This is for each of the teams. And then we flew out on Sunday night. Yeah. That is a tight schedule, man. That's a, so, I mean, and overall it's like, it was, it was, it was, it was, it was a business trip and, and like like on water polo, but I think the kids had fun. I think they learned a, a, like a ton. You know, um, if we if we would have gone to session one, session two, it would have been a whole lot more expensive. Yes, it would. And and we also our girls did get the opportunity to go to the beach, although I, we were in Riverside. I so. saw I saw that in Instagram and was like, yeah, you're in Riverside. And then I, I they go to Laguna or something like that. I was like, wow, that's a commitment. Like if you want to go to the beach from Riverside, then well, that was and and that was all because of the schedule because the girls had to play at seven thirty in the morning on Saturday morning. Oh, then their second game difference. was, and then their second game was like. I think it was a, like 11:30, and then they had all afternoon before the men's national team game. Awesome. So I go, y'all going to the beach? Enjoy. The boys, they, the boys were like, oh, why aren't, you, why aren't we going to the beach? But they got to sleep in a little bit. Their and their first game was until like oh, like 11 a.m. on on Saturday morning. Right. And I think that they would have taken the sleeping in a little bit, oh, kind of kind of rather than going to the beach. You think? Okay. So. I'm wonder. I wonder about that. It is fu- it is fun to go. That's no question. About but that. yeah, yeah. But it is great. It's it uh, it's amazing. Like you know you know, some of the things that really don't matter, but you know, like, like it was, it was funny to talk with the parents and the kids, you know, the table workers, they were okay. 
the refs are just like our refs here. There's yeah, there's yeah, there yeah, there's some good, and then there's and then there's and then there's some bad, and I I think they appreciate kind of what we have in Texas a little bit more now too. I hope everybody, so. I, yeah, because everybody thinks that you know California, California, yeah, California. They don't understand sometimes. Yes, the best water pole, like, is in California, but the worst water pole is in California. Yeah, and everything, uh, like yeah, yeah, like between times. So it's, I mean, there's there there's very good, there's very bad. You just don't have to get, um, you, yeah, you don't have to watch and get scared of it. No. You know, um, yeah, you know what I'm saying. But like, but you know, um, I don't think you went, but I heard the Suns Out Guns Out tournament was a was a great tournament. Yeah, the guys um, that I sent down there, we played. We had a couple kids play for Longhorn. It was awesome. They had a very good weekend, and yeah, they said it was really good. It worked out very nicely. Uh, so congrats to Southside for, for, for yeah yeah for being a host. They hosted at at Cy Fair and at Pearland, um, and I'm sure people were very happy not not necessarily have to be at the Pearland pool. But I have heard through the, <laughs> I have heard through the grapevine that they're getting their air conditioning fixed. Oh really? And they're and they're, so so but that they're gonna have to shut down the pool to, to make it happen. Yeah. And yeah and kind of kind of what we are kind of when's gonna happen? Like 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 I don't know. But I think they had again they had plenty of teams. And it was a nice kind of a laid back tournament, which is a great kind of get ready to go to JOs for, that is. for, a, for a lot of teams. So, All right. Speaking of which, we will talk about JOs and a little bit more stuff in just one second. Hey, this is Mark Lawrence from Austin College, head coach of the men's and women's Warflow programs and home of our kangaroos. When I'm interested in uh, what's going on with Texas Warflow, I always listen to TX Warflow podcast. It's James and Joe back with you on the TX Waterpolo podcast. Um, gosh, it's Junior Olympics time. In fact, my kids with my two coaches are heading out. Many of them are in California already, but at no later than Friday, you know, my club is going to be completely decimated with uh, all my 14 and under boys are heading out there to Irvine to go get sunburnt themselves. So it is the highlight of the year, obviously. And I am absolutely stoked for them. I'm so proud of those guys. And I know other teams have this, have a much bigger presence out in California when they go. But for us, this is a big deal. It's the first time our club has ever actually traveled to California, just like you said about uh, uh, your guys going to Hale. Yeah, so, I mean, just kind of good luck to all the teams that are going. I mean, I think there's teams from Southside, uh, Pegasus, uh, Thunder, uh, Viper Pigeons, Aquatex, uh, Longhorn. So kind of, kind of, kind of good luck to everybody. And we have, I mean, I think there's almost 30 teams that are going. It's not, it's not back up to pre-COVID levels yet, but we also have, I think it's what, almost close to 70 teams that are playing at session three, right? which is, which is combined. It's way over the pre, the, like it's way over the pre-COVID levels. It's double the, it's double the pre-COVID levels. Wow, man. So, but, um, but no, I mean, it's, I mean, I mean, it's in, it's in Southern California. Yep which in my mind is always the best place to have like, like, yeah, like the J.O. tournament. Um, there's a lot of pools that are close together. They're, yeah, they're close to the beach. Um, slightly I think cheaper, slightly cheaper. Um, but not, but, yeah, but not much cheaper. Um, <laughs> but, uh, but, um, but overall, I mean, it's, it's, I think our teams that our teams being like the Southwest zone teams, 
I think a lot of them are going to go out there and be very, very successful. Mm. And I think they're going to, and I, and I think they're going to shock. Uh, I, I think in some first round matchups, you know, oh, this is, oh, this is a Texas team. They don't know what they're doing. Right. That, and that was always the most fun thing to do. Absolutely. Is have, yeah, is, yeah, is kind of, is kind of have a, is kind of have a Texas team kind of go out there and go, oh, so where are you from? Oh, kind of, kind of, we're from Texas. Oh, that's so great. Y'all, y'all play water polo. Well, good luck. And then, then yeah, and, yeah, and then we beat them and they don't want to talk to us. <laughs> That's exactly right. I was just going to say that. It's like that. Uh, here, look, man, I grew up in Southern California. If you're a coach out there and you lose to a Texas team, just suck it up. Like, I, I, that is something I've heard more than a couple times is that they get mad. They get angry at you and they somehow feel like you've cheated. I'm like, no, sometimes they're just better and you need to do a better job coaching. Yeah. yeah. And, like, and, and, like, and like this past weekend, um, my, my, yeah, the, like the Elmeria team, we are 18 boys. We, we played Carlsbad. I'm calling them out. And was it, um, in our last game and that was our best, and that was our best game that, that we played. And, you know, I, I knew the coach from a long time ago and I, I reintroduced myself and he's like, Oh, okay. So where are you guys from? Where we have, we're we're from San Diego. Oh, really? And then the kids that were there, like, so, so where are you guys from? They're like, we're from, we're from San Antonio. And they, and they looked at me like, what's well, yeah what's that i go that's that by clovis yeah and then uh, and then they're oh texas and then they kind of smirk a little bit and then we end up kind of beating them from i think what the final score was uh 15 to 6 right so it's always nice yeah it's always nice oops but uh but yeah and i guarantee that's going to happen uh this upcoming weekend and also and also for the session two with a lot of uh, with uh with a lot of with a lot of uh of surprises along yeah. the way. Uh, good. I hope so. Like it's, uh, I think it's good to educate people about that. And what I mean is that there are a lot of coaches who were like me when I lived out there. It's very myopic about, you know, this is where it's at. And uh, no, there's water polo that goes on elsewhere. And sometimes it's really good. So it, I, I'm, I'm a big fan of them going like, oh, yes, there is water polo in Texas. I'm quite aware of that now. That's that's a big lesson to be to be learned. The Southern California experience is, in my opinion, a little bit better than Northern. I mean, the Northern California is just the distances can be so huge and traffic can be so bad. But the um, the fact that you can just go to the beach, I'm trying. In fact, I need to call out um, Seal Beach lifeguard chief Joe Bailey is a former um, colleague of mine, and I want to send my kids to Seal Beach one day so they can see where the old man grew up, but also. It is really fun. Like there's sometimes they'll take them out on the boat. Sometimes they get to do pier jumps. They get to go body surfing. So I'm hoping my pasty Texans have a chance to go check out that kind of stuff. And that's something that you can't get elsewhere. And I admit that. So that's it's it's going to be a lot of fun for them. Yeah, I mean it's it, it it can be kind of a slog sometimes, but especially for the coaches that have to stay for both yeah for both sessions. Oh yeah, but, but I, yeah yeah imagine. yeah. But I think it's but I think it's worth it in, in the end. And and I think there's going to be a whole lot more teams from the southwest zone are going to be trying to go in in 2024 good yeah that's excellent um i we, we might be part of them we might not because we have speaking of the sessions we have we have one team going to session one but we have one team going to session three and i know that you have a ton going to session three and it's like you said there's more texas teams than ever um playing at that session three and you know it's been a couple years now, and I think that that North Texas se um, session has been really good. Like I'm, I'm impressed. Yeah. We, so like, like so, so my group has 11 teams going. Yeah, amazing. And um, and there's a there's I think there's more of the of the non Texas teams that 
are playing up there than ever before as well. Yeah. So it's still going to be a great event for all the teams yeah, that are going up at like, like at session three. Um, and like, you know, they have the awards. It's, it's the session three is treated just like the session one right. and, uh, and the session two. And there's even, and there's even Cali, there's even California teams yep. coming to get out of that I session. Remember, so, yeah. um, it's, I mean, it's, it's going to be competitive. Um, and, uh, and I'm looking forward to it. I am too, actually. It's, I will definitely be there. You're going to be there, right? You have to be with all your teams yes. out there. Yep. I, will I am. There. I'm no, I'm there in, with my USA Warpool kind of hat on. I'm not there with my helmet area. You're not I'm doing not any coaching? No, oh. I only coach because there's a coach that we, we had to move around coaches kind of last year. That's the only reason I coached last year. Yeah. So now I have to do, I mean, and I was still doing the, the USA water pole stuff. Of so course. this year it's going to be, it's going to be all USA water pole stuff. Um, so it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I'll don't get me wrong. I'll go, I'll be driving around and watching the Texas teams yeah, play. Too. And, and, uh, was it, um, but you know, and plus it's a little bit easier this year than it was last year. Just like last year was a little bit easier than 2021. Yep. So, yeah. I mean, Joe, this is the this is a sign of at least our very modest growth that I'm now suddenly in a position where I'm not doing any coaching. And I can't I'm, I'm delighted. I'm the t technical director, so I just go watch my other coaches uh, do their job, which I think is awesome. So uh, I'm like you trying to peel away from go doing the on deck coaching stuff. It's great. I don't know about, uh, I, and I don't know if I'll ever completely peel yeah, away. Yeah, you talk, we, you talk about it though. Big game. That's what you. Yes, talk. yeah, yeah. There you go. But it's, but it's going to be fun. So again, just kind of good luck to all the teams that are playing at session one, session two, session three. Um, I mean, we have a hundred plus teams playing. So amazing. Kind of, kind of good luck to all of you. Yep, absolutely. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Except that I'm hoping, and it's going to be hard to avoid, is that we play another Texas team. I'm sure it's going to happen, but it'd be great if we could do teams that we hadn't met before. It'll definitely happen, but you're yep. playing like the seven, eight, nine, ten games. So yep. if yeah, uh, if yeah, uh, if you have to play a Texas team here or there, it's no big deal. Yeah, that's true. All right, um, you know, Jo's honestly, I, and this is what I've been telling my kids because I don't really think that they um, sort of understand how this kind of works, which is, you know, Jo's is treated in most in many parts of the country as the prelude to the high school season. And I know the high school season here starts earlier than it does in California, for example, and they go right into games after JOs is over. But this tournament, JOs, is where you should, in my opinion, be peaking so that you're preparing for your high school season. So it is really exciting. I mean, I think the it would be nice if there was a week off. Uh, I have to be honest, but still, the fact that you're going to Junior Olympics, it's the biggest tournament in the world. It's in North Texas, and then boom, immediately into this high school season or the second UIL season coming up. I think it's very exciting. Yeah, and that's actually one of the reasons why we are thinking about moving the JL Quals up until early right. May. Is you know it used to be able to take a vacation after JOs, even after session three. But now you, but now a lot of the kids go kind of right into the high school August season. One. Like, like, yeah. like it's it's July thirty first actually is their first day that they can practice, um, and then games start about I think it's the middle of, of the next week. So, um, you know, it, it this gives everybody, you know, we move the calls away from June, which allows June a little bit more time to go to camps or go on vacation or, or something like that. Right. Um, and you know, you know, because people can't take that now, yeah, because of kind of when the high school season is but this is the high school season version two yeah we're gonna see how it goes i mean we have a we have a, we have a lot more teams playing this year that than that played last year right so that's so so that's so exciting cool. the, the, yeah like the districts have changed they've been updated 
Um, you know, I mean, it's, you know, the rivalries that were, that were set last year, they might be slightly different this year. Yeah, but, but they're, um, they're kind of natural rivalries regardless, I think. I think the realignment has been pretty cool that way. Yes. And, um, but like, you know, everybody's been through it now, right? Yeah. Everybody knows, everybody has an idea kind of how to do that, 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 that first half of the season tournament. It might have been a festival last year and now, and now this year it's more of a, it's more of a championship. Yeah kind of type tournament you know there's gonna be a lot of, of kind of kind of brand new teams that are playing so it's still gonna be a, a lot of teams that that make playoffs but you know i mean you go from there's been some little slight changes in all the different regions yeah right you got yeah yeah like you got the region one that has you know like the prosper and dallas jesuit are, are now in district two and all the district two teams from last year have moved to district three and highland park is is now is now in that is now in district two as well which kind of spreads out the good teams a little bit more the, uh, yeah, yeah, than last year. Concentrated, yep. You know, and then in District 3, you have all the Kamal teams that were in that, that were in Region 4 are now in Region 3. Um, you Yeah, like you have a lot more of the, of the Fort Bend schools playing, you know. <clears throat> um, then you have some of the Northeast kind of ISD schools playing in Region 4, which is in San Antonio. Awesome. Um, you have some more of the, of the SA kind of ISD teams playing. Um, it's, it's, it's going to be fun. I mean, the, the beautiful part was everybody's still trying to do their schedules as of right now. Yeah. At this point last year. <laughs> That's true. You know, a lot, a lot, but a lot of like probably, probably nine, like 90% of the schedules were done before school was out. Yeah. I, and, I noticed that myself, actually. I, I, I have some affiliation. I saw, I saw them putting it together very, quite early, actually, like at the end of the swim season. Yeah, I mean, and uh, I mean, which is which is just going to make for a better project. Way Everybody's better. been through it. Everybody's been through it. Yeah. Um, but there's still going to be. I mean, we, we our next podcast is going to be after JOs, so that's yeah, and that's when we'll talk about the good teams. But you know, this is going to allow people not to have to worry about the like the what if they've already been through it. The like the coaches have already been through it. They can they can focus on what's on what's going on in in, in the water as opposed to how my how am I getting a bus for this upcoming no weekend? Yeah. You, you have a lot, you have a lot of teams that, that, yeah, that might've played 10, 12 games last year that are going to be playing 20, 25 games this year. Yeah. Excellent. So, and which is going to be uh, more work. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be more water pulling all the different regions and really what's going to be needed hugely is especially all those, all those graduating seniors. We need referees. Yeah. Boy, do you want to make a like, 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 like we need referees. So the word, like the words getting out about some referee clinics, Come and sign up. You can make a little coin. You yeah, it's and then you can quite also, good money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And yeah, and yeah, and then you can also, uh, um, it's it's a way to give back. You know, you're in college. You're uh, whether you have like you're playing masters or, or something like that. Come play or come referee. We need referees. Are you uh, are you going to referee any high school this season? No. Yeah, I am. That or or that that's my goal is no. <laughs> I am, but it's going to be limited because I'm going to be traveling. But uh, yeah, I've I've been knee deep in that kind of stuff as well. And I have some people who wanted to to start, which I think is awesome. You know, somebody in particular who has a really deep background in the sport and finally, like you said, wants to give back. So that's good news. We definitely need them. He's a parent, so he has seen you know <laughs> how it works. And he's like, oh, I could probably do that, and he's right. So uh, yeah, we will definitely be looking into that. Um, UIL uh, alignment sheet says there are 12 new teams, but I think Joe and I talked about off the air. I think it's actually really more than that. And maybe some of the teams listed here in the alignments 
played last year but kind of didn't, you know, and so it's really their first year. So there's a lot of new teams. In my area, Austin-Westlake High School has joined the fray, so that'll be very interesting. They have a long aquatic um, history, obviously, and then uh, I'll continue to harp on Leander for dropping their three teams. And uh, But that leads us to um, at least the efforts that have been going on to create consolidated teams. I'm part of that. Like, I'm ho- hoping to have a team ready to go actually at that first tournament in Round Rock, but uh, it's all over the state. There's efforts in Houston, there's several efforts in Austin area, and there's definitely North Texas as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, and Last year, there was the Tisca Water Pole uh, kind of fall champs, which was, which basically was the state championship for the non-UIL teams, yep. and that'll and that'll continue this year. But I but now I think they're adding on to it. Like they'll like they'll always be the end of season championship now, but now there's going to be tournaments throughout the year that are going to be for non-UIL teams. Right. And I think there and there and there will be more because there's a lot of kids that are playing clubs that don't have a high school team That's to play right. with. Um and it's one of those things where uh, we, we, we want to encourage them to play, but more importantly, you know, for that team that may not be ready to do the full UIL kind of spectrum, they have an easy way to play. And then hopefully we'll play uh, like next year. It's a perfect entry to that. Yeah. And and, and an example is, uh, is uh, Churchill and Johnson and like the NEISD, they played in that championship at the end, like in October. Um, and now they're playing a full UIL slate district. 30, so it's going yeah. so it's, so it's to be kind of, it's going to be exciting. It's going to be fun for everybody. So. Yeah. I'm looking forward to that. We need to nail down some more details, but just giving these guys and girls, these people a chance to play is something really important. So I'm, I'm, uh, I'm glad to be involved in it to that degree. So good news about that. Um, there's a couple of, uh, international things to talk about. We can start just by saying that uh, the world championships are beginning today, and this is th- uh, Thursday the 13th. They're starting in Fukuoka, Japan, and there's. I think all of that's going to be streamed live on YouTube, but I got to go find that out. But the precursor to that was a World Cup tournament in uh, in Long, well, for the women in Long Beach and for the men in at USC in LA. And I just wanted to talk about the final game. In fact, I have kids who came up to me and was like, "What the heck happened?" So USA won bronze, but they kind of didn't. Like the the game was played under protest. Um, and so they replayed the final four minutes and USA reversed the score against Hungary. And so they ended up winning. But I, I think my observation from a distance, because I obviously wasn't there and I don't have my ear to the ground about what's going on, the referees made an enormously horrible decision. They they basically ignored the fact that there was an exclusion and that they and they just let Hungary play six on six at a point where they weren't allowed to, and so they had to replay it and they fixed it. But still, it was a it was a very interesting end to that tournament. No, but and that was a great tournament. It was hosted by USA Water Polo. It's a lot of effort that goes, yeah, that goes into those things with teams coming from around the world. Yep. There's, yeah, there's the different kind, kind of, kind of, kind of finishing committees. So, uh, kind of kudos to Katie Weber and, and Ryan Kunane that kind of led those efforts from the home office. But um, yeah, I mean, yeah, uh, like so, what James is talking about, um, the U.S. men were playing in the third place game, and what ended up happening was. Um, they were, um, I believe it was. They were up six on five. Yes. No, there was an exclusion. Exclusion. And then as they were and, still and up, then, there was a penalty. And then, and then there was a penalty. And then 
as the referees were kind of, kind of, kind of figuring this out, they were like, is that the player's third or what have you? Um, they let them take the penalty shot. Correct. But when, when, when they let them take the penalty shot, there were six people on the defending team in the water plus the goalie. And he missed. Which, and, and then, and then our, then the USA player missed. But got so, the rebound, yeah. So that is a technically a correctable error. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so then, of course, our coach was up and screaming and all this stuff because, you know, it should have been one less person in the pool to be able to get the ball back and, and such like that. So the rest of the game was played. There were only a couple of minutes left in, in, in the game, and that game was played. And then it, and then as soon as it was over, there was the protest. And then it was reviewed. So then they played the entire first place game. Yes. And they right, brought, right, right. And, and then they brought both teams back after the first place game and had extra water polo. Yep. And they, and they went back and started at the point of the penalty shot with the player in the corner. Right. So there were only five defenders in the field of play plus a goalie. And then this time the U S made the penalty shot. Yeah, it was, it was, uh, and, um, Irving. And then, and then, uh, and then USA war, and they were even able to change the shooter too. It would, yeah, to be exactly. Like, yeah, like, and, uh, uh, was it, and then, uh, USA war pole, the USA team ended up going on and winning the third place game. So they definitely earned that third place medal. They really did. And I, I mean it this way, like, so, um, Hooper, Johnny Hooper missed the original, uh, penalty. He did not have a great shooting day from the line so to speak and so be it right but then so they had the chance to re to to do it over again they picked somebody else to shoot i think it was max irving and he put it away and that helped enormously but that just tied the game and then if anybody's interested in this go find the final four minutes of the of this uh game and ben halleck i mean how many times we're going to talk about it? he's the he is amazing. Like he's the best center I can remember since Terry Schroeder. And he, he polished off that game with just this fearsome shot at a center, which does not happen on the international level. And so they won the game. It was, it was amazing finish. No, 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 it was great. And all the games are on YouTube. You can go back and watch if you didn't see him like originally, and don't be afraid to tune in for the upcoming uh, world championships. Just go to usawarpool.org and they'll have all the links that you need to, to go watch the games and go back and watch the women too, who are, I've said it before. They're almost boring because they're so good. They're so good. It's amazing. I mean, the competition is getting better, which is helpful, I think. But holy crow, they are really, really good. So no, go watch no, them no, they well. are, no, they are uh, really good. But those games are still also very close as well. And so much to learn from those. Yeah. So um, ah, a little flavor of international water polo here in the state of Texas. But with that, I think we're done. Anything else, Joe? All good. We'll see everybody at, like like after JOs. After JOs. That's it. Thanks for listening, telling a friend about the TX Water Polo Podcast. And that with that, so long from Austin.
This has been a production of TWP Sports, LLC.